Welcome to the Bacon Games Podcast, your source for the latest from the MLB and the NFL. Let's get started with your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. Um, I'm here to talk about the NFL in week two, predicting the games. That's pretty much what it's going to be like for the next, oh god, like 18 weeks, for however long the regular season is for the NFL. Oh man, that's a, that's going to be fun, isn't it? So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the games and give my quick thoughts, maybe some fantasy advice real quick, and then say who I got for the games so far, and... Um, yeah, it's going to take up probably an hour, an hour and a half, so we're just going to get right into it. I, I feel like I should, I know I haven't been doing it too much, but I feel like I should be plugging my Twitter, which is at BaconGamesJesse on Twitter. It's where I make a lot of my predictions, it's where I review all the film, you can get all my notes there, or on my website, or any of that stuff, so if you want to check out, you know, the Bacon Games Podcast official Twitter, um, or the Bacon Games Fantasy Sports website, check out my predictions, check out how I feel about certain things, how I watch the games and what I see from each game, you can check it out on Twitter, you can check it on my website, so just want to put that out there before I get into it, but yeah, I'm just going to go through the games now, we're going to go through the point spread and everything, and I'm going to see how I like. Uh, just as a reminder, I get all my spreads from FanDuel, that's where I make all my bets, I doubled my money last week, nailed that Raiders-Steelers uh, parlay, which is pretty sick, but yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Alright, first game we got up is Washington versus the Giants. Um, I've got Washington straight up. Yeah, winning this game. The spread looks to be three points right now. I think it was three and a half. God, when I looked yesterday, uh, on on Tuesday, the 14th. Yeah, I'll take Washington straight up. I'll take Washington with the points, minus three. I feel pretty good about it, but not super good about it, to be honest. Uh, we get another short week, albeit, of Saquon hopefully getting back to full health. The Giants do have a good defense. So does the football team. Don't let week one fool you about either of those two things if you think that could have fooled you, but I mean, Washington played pretty well against Herbert, who had a really good day, but I basically, I, I'm, I'm just talking this down to who has a better offense, because both these defenses are good, and the Giants probably have the bottom five offensive line, and they have maybe the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, so kind of hard to bet against that one. think I'm just going to take the football team. Um, You're starting your Saquons, your McLaurins. I don't know if you want to fire up really anyone else, but the defenses, the defenses should be in it. Oh, I'm sorry, the, the running back for the Washington football team, which I Antonio Gibson, I have like zero of. Should probably fire him up. Uh, it's weird that we didn't see any McKissick in week one. I think he had one target maybe or one catch. Wasn't very good. Not looking to start him. The over-under for this is also 40 and a half, so they, Vegas is expecting a low game. I'm expecting a low-scoring game. think you want to start both defenses. I have both defenses rated pretty highly, honestly, too, so... Yeah, I mean, going through this process is pretty much just who has a better offense, a better offensive line, a better quarterback. It's kind of all on the football team. I, I think I like the Giants receivers a little bit better. I like Slayton. I like Galladay, obviously. I, I still think he's very good. It just, you know, has a bad quarterback still. But, I, yeah, I, I, the receiving core is not going to do it when the offensive line is bad and the quarterback might be the worst in the NFL. So, yeah, this is a football team. I'll take the minus three. It's pretty easy money for me, I think. All right, let's go on to the Raiders versus the Steelers. The Raiders are five and a half point underdogs, and I'll tell you what, I'm taking the Raiders straight up again, and I'm taking the Raiders plus five and a half, obviously, if I'm taking them straight up. They're plus 194, honestly, on, on FanDuel right now. I That sounds like a good deal to me. Hmm, where do I want to start with this one? I... 
am surprised a little bit that the Raiders are such big underdogs, considering the Steelers and the Raiders are both underdogs going into week one. The Raiders won in overtime. They should have won multiple times that game, honestly. So I'm surprised they're that much of the underdog. But I, I feel like the public is still very off the Raiders. They're, they just don't understand. They don't think the Raiders are very good. They think they got lucky on Monday night, which is a little weird to me because I assume most people watch that game. But whatever, here we are. The Raiders have a pretty good line, I think. The Steelers have a terrible offensive line. The Raiders have a pretty good offense with maybe one of the best weapons in the NFL, Darren Waller. I mean, he was pretty uncoverable, even in triple coverage. If you check my notes on my Twitter, you'll see, I mean, I, I saw him in triple coverage a lot, and it was still kind of hard to guard him, honestly. Um, and it's not like they have sludges on the outside either. I mean, I, I like Renfro. Oh, well, he's not on the outside, but wide receivers. I like Renfro a lot. He's a perfect slot receiver, honestly. He does what he needs to do. He'd probably get like 80 yards every week. If you're in a deep league, I want to start him for sure, especially PPR. Uh, and Brian Edwards is good too. Rugs, maybe we'll get there. I, I'm not really sure how I feel about Rugs at all yet, but I still I still have hope that he'll be good. I mean, he, he, I didn't have him as like, I think it was like a second round pick or third round pick on my mind, even though he went in the first round because that receiving class was so good. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I don't think he's this bad. Uh, Derek Carr is a good quarterback, too. The offensive line looked bad early on, but got a little bit better as the game went on. Uh, Baltimore still is a tough front, even if they're missing guys. So if we go over to the Steelers, uh, the offensive line is not as good. Big Ben did not look very good against a pretty strong defense, probably better than the Raiders. Maybe Buffalo is a better defense than the Raiders. That remains to be seen. They're, they're probably close to each other. But man, that Steelers offense looked pretty bad. The defense looks lights out. I, I will definitely say that the defense looks even better than last year. And last year, they were really, really good. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I need to remind anyone of that. That front four looks really good with Melvin Ingram on, on, uh, on the edge, I want to say. He, he's looking he's looking really good. I mean, you know, Watt signed that huge extension. He had a big force fumble in that game. They, they look really good up front. Bush looks back and pretty good. I, I love Minka. He's, he played lights out in week one. The cornerbacks look a lot better than I thought they were going to be, too, honestly. I, I'm a little surprised at how good the secondary looks from last year, this year so far, but we'll, we'll obviously see if that continues. Uh, I'm not sure if it will. I, I'm i going to go with a, in this game, I'm going to go with the underdog. I, I I think the Raiders are an underdog in this one for sure. I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. I think they just have a better overall team. Like the Steelers offense is not that good. I didn't even talk about Najee Harris who had a really disappointing day, but if you watch the film, honestly, it's not that surprising. He scored whatever 20 something touchdowns last year, but that offensive line in Atlanta was Maulers. And that's not what the Steelers have this year. Not even close. Big Ben did overthrow Najee on like two passes. He had one or maybe one pass. He had a drop on another one. I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, he did have one catch, but yeah, really not what you want to see out of the Pittsburgh offense, especially if you're drafting these guys pretty highly. It's pretty yikes over there, uh, and I think the Raiders couldn't pounce on opportunity. Love the coaching staff, but Steelers also have a good coaching staff, too. There's no denying that. Uh, but anyway, getting into fantasy, um, still think the Raiders have a, a average... I, I want to say average because I really like Damon Arnett. I, I like that Abrams isn't playing safety anymore. I don't think... I think he was primarily used as a linebacker, which is probably better. Anyway, I think the NFL might be kind of trending that way, using safety-type guys as linebackers. But anyway, I, I have to reconfirm that with, with the film, but I think they were using him a lot that way. Anyway, uh, the Raiders secondary is improved from last year because it was abysmal last year. But I still I still want to start all my Steelers. I mean, you drafted Najee, you're going to start him. There's nothing, I'm not going to talk you out of it, even if I think it's a bad start, which I kind of think it's a bad start. But, you know, you drafted him, you drafted all these guys pretty much in both these games, like Waller, uh, and then the Steelers wide receivers, Najee, and you draft these guys to play him, you should play him. Brian Edwards is probably teetering on your bench, you know, he, he had a good week last week, but it was an overtime, so maybe you're thinking about that. 
I don't want to start anyone versus the Steelers defense on an offense I'm not sure can handle that upfront pressure or can beat out the secondary with the upfront pressure, of course. It, it, it's a tough sell for anyone besides Waller because I think Carr force-feeding Waller is kind of smart because Waller just comes down with everything and he looks great after the catch. He looks great making these catches. He, he's pretty insane, honestly. But yeah, I got the Raiders in this one. I'll be taking them again. I'll put money on that and see if we can double our money again. Next one we got up is the Bengals versus the Bears. I'm taking the upset in this one too. I'm taking the Bengals. They are one and a half point underdogs. Um, it is at Chicago though, so kind of like they're maybe a little bit favored. I, I was surprised watching the film versus Minnesota, which I think is a playoff team. I still believe they can be a playoff team. They did miss early in Cleveland, which is kind of yikes because their schedule isn't super easy. But anyway, the Bengals played a lot better than I thought they did. Mike Hilton looked really good in the secondary. I think the offensive line looked a, a little bit improved at least. Um, Minnesota has a good defense on I, I really think they do. I might mo uh, definitely improve from last year for sure. But yeah, I mean, Cincinnati played really well against what I think is a playoff caliber team. And I'm not really sure the Bears are a playoff caliber team. So I'll take them straight up. I'll take them plus one and a half. They're not making much money. They're plus 112 on here. So not really that much. But um, Burrow. Uh, let, let me check off. Yeah, that's how I feel about that. I think Chicago still has a pretty good defense. Um, Akeem Hicks and the offensive line did a really good job of battling against a good Rams offensive line last week. I, I was very happy with that. And David Montgomery, God, he looks, he, he really needs to be talked about as like a top five running back in the NFL. He's so strong. He breaks so many tackles. He looks beautiful out there, honestly. Get him a line that can run block. I think the Bears are better pass blocking than they are run blocking. Offensive line, man, you really want to be there. It's it's great. Um, I, I came to the season thinking that the Bengals, I'll just go over Chicago, fantasy options and the players, how I think they should do. You should obviously start Montgomery, start Robinson, I don't want to start anyone else. Dalton only, I think he, he didn't throw a, a pass past 15 yards last week. And, you know, the Rams have a really good defense. They're getting pressure on him. I get it. Maybe he didn't have time. Maybe he didn't want to risk that because they have a good secondary too. The Bengals are definitely a worse defense, but not as bad as I initially thought coming into the year, considering how well they played against Minnesota. So I worry a little bit about the other options, honestly. Andy Dalton is a non-starter in any format that you have him. I, I think he will perform better, but... I don't think you can take that risk, especially with Justin Fields getting, what, he get a rushing touchdown? And, like, uh, he had another rushing attempt. I don't know when they're going to bring him in, if they might even bring him in at halftime. He's just a really unsafe bet right now. If he was going to start the full game in a revenge game against Cincinnati, yeah, maybe maybe he goes off. It's entirely possible, but I'm not willing to take that chance in Superflex, and neither should you. Jamar Chase? People would say he balled out. He, he had a really good uh, reception deep. That was really nice. Really, really good to see. Um, He looked okay the rest of the day. Not... Perfect. He still runs those slants over the middle really curvy, and I don't really like his route running too much, to be honest. But I mean, he put up the stats, and you drafted him to probably start maybe in your flex. If you want to keep going, I think the Bears secondary didn't take as much of a hit from Kyle Fuller leaving as I thought. I thought Kendall Vinder, Vinder played really well. Jalen Johnson is still there. He's playing well. Adrian Amos is very good. They still have other good defensive pieces. You know, Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, who are able to get pressure and able to run stop too. But it's, I, I think it's taking a downgrade from last year, so I'm firing up my T. Higgins. I'm firing up my Jamar Chases if I drafted him, which I haven't, so I probably won't be starting him anywhere because I don't have him anywhere. And I'm starting up my Joe Mixon. Th there's no reason to sit Mixon ever. I don't care. The, the run even Chicago is pretty good. Don't don't expect a uh, 100-plus yard game from Mixon. He could get there, but definitely don't expect it. Chicago's got a good defense still, especially run defense, as long as Akeem Hicks is active, healthy, still there. Roquan's good too, but Akeem Hicks is really the key. He's been the key for the past three years on that run defense, so or to stop the run, rather. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm, uh, I guess the one thing I didn't talk about is the offensive line for the Bengals and the quarterback situation. I still like Burrow. He didn't look as good as I wanted him to. Last week, though, the offensive line played better than expected, but there's still probably an average to below average offensive line so far. I, I still believe that, too. And I'm not trying to be too reactionary as, as I talk about, you know, what I saw last week and all this stuff. I'm trying to still also use, you know, what I saw last year because we've only seen one game so far, so I really can't, I really don't have that big of a data sample. No, no one does, you know? But with that said, I still think the offensive line looked better against a defense that I think is a lot better than they showed last week. I just, uh, I think the Bengals' offense is going to be good. I'm willing to start everyone. I'm willing to start Burrow, 1,000%. I'm, I'm going to fire him up uh, if I don't have a better option. But pe- people probably do have a better option in single quarterback leagues and two quarterback leagues. Superflex, you're going to start him anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy to start him. He's in like my, he's like 15th. I'm, I'm still happy to, for him to go out there. He's got great weapons. Can't deny that. And he's a good quarterback still. I, I'm just hoping the pressure doesn't get to him. He's able to find his groove like he was last year before the injury. I, I think he can get back to that. I'm predicting it that way. I think we'll get back there. All right, moving on to the Texans and Browns. Yeah, I mean, the Texans had a really surprise win against the Jaguars. I was surprised that better than the Jaguars. It didn't come through. It was pretty disappointing to see my own team lose to one of the worst rosters in the NFL. And now the Texans are plus 12 and a half against the Browns. And I'm taking the Browns minus 12 and a half. I, I'm, I'm not reading into week one that much. I think the Jags are a terribly coached team with a lot of young players, especially on the defense. They're, they're, they're in a new scheme. They don't know what they're doing. Shaquille Griffin was probably the best part about there. Um, Josh uh, Josh Allen had actually uh, a pretty good game in pass rush. Chase On looks like a total fucking mess. I, I don't know what's wrong with that guy. And I kind of liked him in the draft process. I didn't love him in the first round, but I kind of liked him in the draft process. I think that he looked absolutely atrocious. And part of the secondary didn't look either. I hope we get Cisco in. But I'm talking too much about the Jaguars. Houston has Larry Tunsil was pretty good. Tyra Taylor played well against a bad Jaguars team, but we know what Tyra Taylor is. This this last Sunday against the Jaguars, bad team doesn't change my mind about him at all. The Browns are going to run the ball a lot, so maybe they don't cover it, but they're going to win. It's not close for me to say that. They're going to win. They're going to dominate that offensive line against the Houston's defense. Houston's defensive line, linebackers, is especially if they're going against Kansas City, which is, you know, a middling team, pretty, pretty average. They dominated them. They're going to dominate Houston. This is going to be a blowout. I expect them to... I, I want to fire up both these running backs so bad, like, as much as I can get. Literally as much as I can get. It's going to be a, a total shit show for the Texans. I still believe that they have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. If Odell's healthy, I'm probably not starting him. I'm probably not starting any wide receivers. I'm not starting Baker. I think they're going to run the ball a shit ton, and that's where they'll get their points. Maybe, you know, we, we see some fantasy stuff happen in the first quarter, first half maybe, but I expect them to be up like 28-3 to three or 28-10 to 10 or 20-0 to zero or 27 or something like that. But in the first half, and then the Browns run the ball even when they're winning or when they're trying to get back in the game. So if they're up by a lot, which I expect them to be because they have a very good defense, and I haven't mentioned that, but man, Clowney and uh, possible defensive MVP, Miles Garrett on the edge is really spooky. And considering JOK looked pretty good, I think he can be a really good linebacker. The cornerbacks are really deep. Brady Williams didn't really get to play, and he's still a good player. I think Jalen Johnson's a good uh, uh, safety Ronnie Harrison got suspended, but he should be back, and he was playing pretty okay for them last year. They've got a sick defense. There, there's, there's no way around that. Houston's not going to be able to compete, even with Tunsil playing well, and maybe their offensive line playing a little bit better. It's a totally different animal uh, against the Browns than it was against the Jaguars, which is so weird to say. Maybe you said that like five years ago. <laughs> it's funny how things change, isn't it? But yeah, I'm not firing up Odell. I'm not. I'm probably not firing up Jarvis. I just expect this to run, and and you don't really need to start those guys unless you're in a deeper league. And if you're in deeper league, Jarvis is probably better than like the Tim Patrick you're pitching, picking up off the wire, Although he is going against the Jaguars, but that's another conversation. 
Um, yeah, I, I think Cleveland blows him out. This is an easy one. Not too much else. Oh, the running back situation in Houston is something to watch for sure. I like Lindsey still, but I picked up Ingram in a league or two where I, I didn't spend a waiver wire. He was still out there after waivers cleared. I was like, all right, we can take a chance on Ingram. I'll take a starting running back on a team if he's getting a lot of carries. You, I could be interested in Ingram. I still think Lindsey will win that job. Uh, David Johnson was, he just looks, I don't know, did that guy just get like fat and forget how to run? I, I don't know what's happening. He looks bigger for sure. Uh, Lindsay's probably better in passing. He looks smaller. He looks more like a guy who can move in space. And David Johnson doesn't. He got lucky with that touchdown last week, man. I do. It's it's ugly for him. But I think we knew that coming into the season. I, I don't hate Ingram. I mean, he was kind of not just not really used last year. And he dealt with some injuries, which could happen again. Which is why I like Lindsay. Although Lindsay dealt with an injury last year. He at least is my favorite guy there. But I picked up Ingram some places. Why not take a chance? This is gonna be a tough one though against the Browns for sure. So don't start. And he, oh, Cooks, you can start Brandon Cooks. He's a good receiver. He's always been a good receiver. He had over 100 yards. Don't expect him to have that, but he should be in the 60 to 80 range and hopefully catches a touchdown late in the game. I, I Cooks is the only guy I want in Houston to start, for sure. All right, moving on to the Rams and the Colts. The Rams are only three and a half point favorites, so I'm smashing, 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 smashing that, uh, that over, or that, whatever, the, the point spread, three and a half points. I, I take the Rams all the way up to like seven and a half, eight. They're going to destroy the Colts. The Colts uh, got blown the fuck out by Seattle last week. The Rams are a better team than Seattle. Transverse property or whatever that math thing is. The Rams are going to crush them. The Colts, I don't think, have a good defense. In fact, I think they have a pretty bad defense. Good offensive line. Wentz definitely is an upgrade over, I was going to say Phil, Philip Lindsay, but Philip Rivers. And I still think Pittman is pretty good, but yeah, Jalen going against any of these Colts receivers is going to shut him down. Williams is going to shut down the other guy. They, they're going to destroy the Colts. Uh, I, I shouldn't, I don't really need to talk about this too much. They're minus 188. I'm, I'm probably, I probably even put like 20 bucks on that. They're going to, they're going to demolish the Colts. I don't think there's, God, if they played like a hundred times, I think the Colts maybe win 10, 11 of these games maybe. And they'd be really lucky to do that even. Uh, Rams are just a better team, and we'll find that out this week for sure. The, the Colts are the defense is not fixed. It's been up and down. It's been young. It's been volatile. I love DeForest Buckner. Don't get me wrong; he is a great, amazing player. Darius Leonard was held at practice this week. Ugh, if he doesn't play, that's really, really bad. Uh, it's even worse than it's before. But the cornerbacks just aren't good for the Colts. Sorry, except for oh Kenny Moore. I do like Kenny Moore in the slot. He he is a pretty good slot corner. I'll I'll agree with that. Maybe he shuts down uh, if they decide to use Tutu, or maybe if he's up on Deshaun. Or if he's on Van Jefferson, maybe he shuts him down because he is a really good cornerback. I will 100% admit that. Uh, but the rest of the outside corners are terrible. I expect both those guys to feast. I'm, I think Matt Stafford's like a top five quarterback for me. The defense isn't there. The pass rush up the middle is good, but the Rams have a good line too. <laughs> don't, don't, don't discount the Rams. The outsides are pretty much two rookies. It's Quiddy Pay and the other guy I think they drafted, and random guys who I don't like at all. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bad season for the Colts. I'm I'm already feeling it. They're starting off against two two really good opponents, though. I, I will definitely concede that. But they got blown out last week. Expect them to get blown out this week. You can start Jonathan Taylor. You can start Naheem Hines. They're gonna be throwing the ball to the running backs. Why wouldn't they? They're both very good. Probably even sitting Pittman in this one. Yeah, I'm definitely sitting Pittman. I mean, after a disappointing week, I would probably be ready to get him out for a good week. But the Rams are really good, and there's just I wouldn't start any of the receivers. I wouldn't start Wentz. On the other side, I'm starting every Ram I can. Higby, the two outside guys, not Van Jefferson, not Tutu Atwell, not Deshaun Jackson, because you never know when Deshaun's going to get hurt anyway, but he could have a monster game. If you need that, maybe you do that, but I'm, I'm not interested. Um, Henderson, start him up. Watch for Shoney Michelle. He should be more involved this week. I still expect this 
to either be a split or they ride the hot hand, as in Daryl Henderson might not be as good as he is in week one, week two, week three, as he is in week five, six, seven, if Sony Michelle gets worked in, or Henderson disappoints, or he fumbles, and they think Sony is good enough to take over the road, maybe even Jake Funk. Right now, I'm starting Henderson, and that's fine, but it could get a lot worse going on for sure. Whew, okay, let's go to the next one. We've got the Bills and the Dolphins. This is in Miami. And the point spread is three and a half points, Miami being favored. So looks like it's a pretty even matchup uh, from what the books are telling us or whatever is telling us. But Miami is plus 162 uh, straight up. And I'll probably take that. I'm taking Miami straight up. I'll take Miami plus three and a half for sure. I think they're a better team than the Bills. I think the Bills got a little bit exposed <laughs> um, uh, last week. As in, if Stefan Diggs isn't very good, Josh Allen isn't very good either. You'll notice that they're kind of symbiotic in that way. You saw last year how good he was with uh, Stefan Diggs balling out, and Diggs was pretty well covered, pretty pretty well dealt with last week by a good Steelers defense. I expect Miami to do a very similar thing. Without that, yeah, Josh Allen isn't as good as everyone thinks he is. He's not an MVP this year. It's not going to happen, I don't think. I really doubt it. Uh, unless Diggs has like another ridiculous year, then maybe. Um, yeah, I think Miami wins this one. They've got a good defense, I believe, in Tua. Buffalo doesn't have a bad defense, but it's not even as good as Miami's. So I'll take Miami on this one for sure. Um, the offensive line looked pretty good, I think, for Miami last week, which was kind of a thing. I didn't see Austin Jackson. I don't think he took any snaps, which is disappointing, but they did draft, uh, I think, Eichenberg is the rookie. Uh, and he he looked okay at tackle. I think he's a tackle because I'm pretty sure Austin Jackson was a tackle. Hunt looked good. That's good to see. I think the offensive line will be improved. They're getting Will Fuller back, which is super important because he is a ridiculously good wide receiver. Um, and they've maybe got three good wide receivers if Devontae Adams can be okay, or maybe Preston Smith, or Preston Smith, yeah, can be good, and I, I am worried a little bit about Kaseki. he, there was no fuller, he only got two targets, he was only in for, I think, 39% of offensive snaps, yeah, not good, uh, I mean, I'm still starting him, because I'm starting my studs, and I believe he's still a stud, I think he's pretty good, I think Tua should, should hit it, uh, should be able to hit him, you know, short, I think Tua still likes the ball short, if he's being forced. Last week against uh, the Patriots, he really didn't get forced to make too many quick throws. If the Bills are bringing pressure, which I kind of expect them to, and he has to make quick throws, I think we'll see a lot more Gasecki and a lot more, uh, you know, I think that's better for Tua, too. Tua's really good in quick decisions. He, he, he kind of excelled at that in Alabama. still think he's good when, when you give a quarter, when you give any good quarterback time, any top 10 quarterback who I think is a good quarterback time, they'll fight an open guy, and now he's got Fuller back. Yeah, I think you need to be blitzing them a little bit more, putting more pressure on them than New England did last week. But anyway, uh, for fantasy, yeah, Singletary, I don't know. Zach Moss was a, a scratch, a healthy scratch, I think. So if Moss is not there again, I mean, you can fire him up. He owns that backfield. I don't love Miami's run defense. I don't love the Bills' run offense either, but you can fire him up. You're firing up Josh Allen, obviously, even though I don't really like him that much. I think that guy runs like a running back and he's going to fumble or get hurt or a combination of both. Soon, it's going to happen. I mean, he, he fumbled last week. I'm expecting him to fumble probably more times this game. But, I mean, both, both teams are... Both defenses are good, so he's going against two tough matchups. Diggs is obviously a start. You draft him that way. You're not going to sit him. That's fine by me. He will get Xavier or maybe Jones. And that's not good, but you got to start him. And I, I still love him. I still think he's a great route runner. He catches the ball really well. It'll be a tough one for, for Buffalo again. I expect them to lose this one. Even, even if I like the coach, too, better than Flores. <laughs> But yeah, it's a division game, so I mean, anything can happen, for sure, but I'm taking Miami in this one. All right, moving on, we got the Patriots and the Jets. Uh, the Patriots are only five and a half point favorites. It is at the Jets, so maybe there's that home field, you know, bonus and all that dumb stuff, but 
I mean, it's hot in New York. I don't know. <laughs> I, last time I went to a week two game at the Jets, I couldn't stand it. It was way too hot. So maybe the, maybe not that many people show up. It's just dumb speculation on my part. It's the home opener. They're, they'll probably show up. But anyway, uh, the Patriots are a way better team. Mac Jones. <sighs> yeah, Mac Jones looked better against a good defense than, than Zach uh, Wilson did against a worse defense, I think. But the Jets' offensive line was total dog shit. And the Patriots did improve their uh, their defensive line from last year. I placed the over-under sacks on, like, what did they have, six last week, Carolina, against the Jets? And they have a good front four. I'll, I'll definitely agree with that. Or a good, you know, Hassan Reddick. Um, they got Brian Burns, and they got Derek, uh, Derek Williams. What was the guy from Auburn, the defensive tackle? I, I forget his name. Derek something, right? Derek Brown? I think it's Derek Brown. He got a sack last week. He, he was really good. I expect him to be very good uh, going forward. Uh, Carolina has a good, nice young defense, for sure. But the Patriots are a seasoned well-formulated, attacking, good defense that is going to destroy this Jets offensive line if they play as worse, as bad as they did last time. And they're missing Becton. It's going to be kind of a bloodbath. You want to start the Patriots defense as much as you can if you... I mean, they definitely got drafted, but if for some reason they didn't, they're on your wire still. Oh my god, that is like a gift. It's a gift, dude. Yeah, Jets are going to get crushed in this one. I Watch out for Mims. He should be playing over Braxton Berrios and Jeff Smith and Fucking, he should be playing over Elijah Moore too. Honestly, he, he's a really good player. He had one. He was in for like ten snaps. He had one really good play because that's all they gave him the opportunity to. Him and Zach Wilson are gonna function so well together if he stays on the field. I don't know. There's no reason. It looks like they put him in in like the later half of the game. Denzel Mims for the Jets just to like see what he can do, and he he pulled off a really good play. Like I give him more opportunities. God damn, for real. It really bothers me. Michael Carter too. Maybe they're working the rookie in a little bit more, which I get. Whatever. He's the best running back on the roster. He also catches the ball out of the backfield. I have to not start Carter this week, which kind of sucks because I'm not sure how they're going to use him. But he's by far the Jets' best running back and I expect him to get there sooner rather than later. Zach Wilson's also probably a non-starter. I think the Patriots are going to destroy him. They do a good job destroying rookie quarterbacks. Anyway, if the pass rush gets to him like I expect them to because the line is so bad, it's going to be bad news bears. But I'm still start firing on my Corey Davis's um, for sure. He's a good receiver. He's always been a good wide receiver. Uh, he's I'm sorry, not always. He's been a good wide receiver the past like two years. Uh, there's no reason. Patriots only minus 260 on this one. It feels like this is going to be way bigger. Like, I, I guess this is another division game. So, you know, Vegas doesn't want to go too hard. But they went pretty hard on the Miami Bills game when those teams are a lot more evenly matched than the Patriots and the Jets. So, I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm not seeing, but... I mean, I like Wilson as first start. I just think this is going to be a real bad one because it's the Patriots. They have a good defense. The Jets have a terrible line. Uh, not very good running game without Michael Carter being used as much as he should be. And if they don't use Mims, there is no shot the Jets are going to win this one. So, yeah, it's one of the safest bets I can put out there for sure. Uh, Patriots, watch out for Amandre Stevenson. That's all I'm saying, man. I know he fumbled as well as uh, Harris did, but yeah, the Patriots are notoriously fickle and White did get like six catches last week. There is also, is it J.J. Taylor who's also there? I wouldn't be surprised to see him do something. They're, they're crazy with running backs over there. I'm, I'm not starting Harris with any confidence or Ramondre with any confidence. Uh, oh, and Ramondre might have even been dropped in a few leagues. I, I would consider picking him up because the Patriots will use those running backs. And if you want to take a chance on one of them, you're always welcome to do it. Or if one of them gets hurt, maybe, you're always welcome to have those guys. Um, I, I just, like I won't be, for sure. So, yeah, not much else to talk about. Patriots have a really good defense. Start them. All right, next up is the 49ers and the Eagles. And the 49ers are at the Eagles, and this looks like both... Okay, sorry, I should start off. San Fran is minus 3.5 per the sportsbook, FanDuel sportsbook. I... 
That is a huge surprise to me. Uh, last week, the score of the Detroit San Fran game was, I want to say, forty-one to seventeen with like four minutes to go before San Fran scored and then scored again. So that that, that cover that they had was was really really backdoor on that one. Uh, maybe made the the final line look a lot worse than it was. But San Fran blew the fuck out of them, and I'm not sure how much better the Eagles are than Detroit. Is that a cringe thing to say? It, it, it might be a cringe thing to say, but I'm saying it anyway. I know Hurts had a really good game, but Atlanta is a dog shit defense. They haven't been good in a while. Didn't really improve it. I didn't like Terrell, the draft pick, uh, last year. I don't think I didn't see much of improvement. Oliver has been a total disappointment for me. Fowler can't rush the passer. I, they, have, they have Jones, who's a good... Deion Jones, right? I think that guy's his name. He's a good linebacker. And they got Grady Jarrett, who's a good defensive tackle. And the rest is kind of shit. Uh, I wasn't surprised that Jalen Hurts did really well. And he looked pretty good, for sure. Miles Sanders looked really good, for sure. The entire offense looked good. Smith looked good. Rager looked good, even. Both both tight ends, if they're able to, you know, find a way away from each other, like, on another team, maybe they'll both be great. I like them a lot. Goddard is really good. So is Ertz. Ertz still's got it in him, for sure. They were really good against a bad defense. That's not the Niners. <laughs> I mean, I, I know, I think they... Oh, God, I have to Google it now. Is Jason Verrett on the IR? I want to say he is. Um, I just want to double-check that real quick. Yeah, he is... Oh, he's a torn AC... Wait, Jason Brett has a torn ACL? Jeez, I thought he was going on, like, the short-term IR. Well, I still don't really care that much. I still think... Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think... I know San Fran has a way better defense uh, than Detroit does. Or, I'm sorry, than Atlanta does. And, and Detroit, too. But they have a way better defense. It's really not close, <laughs> like, at all. Um, and, you know, I... I guess the Eagles are, are really high. Are people really high in the Eagles this year? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure why after they just trounced a bad team. I still don't know what Hurts is like. I know Miles Sanders is just a traditionally good running back. Um, and I get the offense is good, but is the defense really that good? With the way I saw San Fran mauling last week against, a, a, at least run blocking, they were mauling against what I think is not a bad Detroit defensive line, especially against one. Emily McNeil is a really good run defender. I know he's a rookie. It was his first game, but he still played really well. This offensive line just was was so good. It was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and they're going to be able to run the ball. And Debo looked really good. You know, I, I expect Ayuk to get on the field more if he's healthy. For sure, he's not going to put up a zero again if he's playing and if he's healthy. that There's a 0% chance that happened. I still think Debo is a better receiver, but not by, you know, 180 yards to zero. You know, it, it's not that... Uh, I was going to say distinct, but it's not that far apart for sure. It's really not. Looks like I played 26 snaps last week. Uh, to Debo's, what, like 40-something? Uh, maybe more? Uh, yeah, 46. Um, Debo had a great game last year, but last week. I think he's a good player. I, I don't know why people were fading him. Jimmy had a fine game. I think he'll be fine against a uh, Philadelphia defense that is average at best. I want to say, not, no, they're not a bad defense. they got good players on, on the squad. I'll, I'll admit that. You know, Darius, Slayton, or Darius Slay. Is still a very good player. I, I can't deny that. I, I, I won't deny that. Um, like, at all. I mean, they did sign Harris in the offseason, who I thought was fine. I don't like Stevie Nelson at all. Steven Nelson. I thought it was Steven Nelson. Steven Nelson. I don't like him at all. Hargrave played really well last year. They got a pretty good defensive line. Uh, I won't disagree with that, but going up against San Fran is different than Atlanta. Atlanta, I thought, would be average. They played pretty poorly, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, once you get outside that slay and, you know, the, the front four, maybe then it's real bad, I think, on the back end. I think Harris is, is still pretty good, but he's, he's getting up there. He didn't have a good year last year. I'm, I'm unsure about how good he will be going forward. 
And if we the other side, I mean, the defensive line for San Fran is better than the Eagles' defensive line, and they're going against the worst offensive line that the Eagles have. It's uh, it's going to be kind of yikes for for Hertz this week compared to last week. Last week was a cakewalk. This is the real test for sure, and I'll be really paying attention to it uh, because I, I think this is way more of an indicator of how good Hertz can be when he's going against actual good defense. Now, I'm taking San Fran for sure, like I said before. I think Jimmy G is a fine quarterback. He can will that team to victory. He, he can't really will that team to victory against good teams. He can do it against average to below average teams, which I believe the Eagles are. So that's where I'm at. And plus the defense will be there and be good enough to help him out too. I don't think there's any problem there. All right. Oh, I guess I should talk about Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, oh, I guess I should talk about the starting. I mean, I'm starting Hurts, too, because he's got that cheat code. He can run the ball. There's, there's no reason not to. Probably not starting Jimmy G, because you probably didn't draft him to start him. He might even be under waiver wire. I'm not starting Ayuk, because I don't know what his health situation looks like. If he was healthy 100%, he'd be borderline for me, like he was coming to the year, because I think he's borderline. Um, I still think he got some stuff to work on. I think Shanahan is a really good coach, and if he says he's not ready, I totally believe it, because I was in agreement before the season. But I, I don't think the difference between him and Debo is that, that you know, that big of a gap like it was last week, for sure. There's no there's no way. Because that's just that's a ridiculous gap. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I'm starting Devonta Smith. I even start Jalen Rager. I mean, I don't like Lenoir that much as a cornerback, to be honest, but I I worry that maybe, you know, we're going to see. Um, I, I know he had a pretty good game, but I, I, I don't really think he's that good, and he seems to be maybe their starting quarter, cornerback. I know they traded... Uh, who did they... They signed someone, or they traded for a cornerback, and I'm totally blanking on the name right now. Is it, is it Kirkpatrick? Is it Drake Kirkpatrick? I think it is. I want to say that. And he's pretty old, not really sure what he can do. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really know, honestly, uh, what it's going to look like. And Kwon Williams can be good, but he, he plays the slot. So I'm not, I, you know, Rager is definitely worse for, and, you know, if we see some, uh, some screens from Devonta Smith, maybe that's something to worry about a little bit, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not worried too much or, or, or really at all about <laughs> any of this stuff. <laughs> I think, I think it's fine. Yeah, we, we got San Fran easy. Kenneth Gamble's an interesting guy, but I mean, I know he's splitting a little bit with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is the better running back. He's a really good running back. No shade at Kenneth Gamble. He was my fifth best running back coming into the year. Or, or, no, he was my he was my fourth best running back. I liked him more than I liked... What's his name? The running back that was on the Jaguars. Travis Etienne, before he, uh, even before he got hurt, I, I still liked him. Uh, so I don't, I don't deny the talent there. Nico's got some guys on offense that I'm really looking to pay, pay attention to, especially against a good defense. It'll be fun to see, but I still got San Fran. They're a better team. They've proven it. The Eagles haven't. All right, they got New Orleans and the Panthers. New Orleans is a 30.5-point favorite. Uh, they're at Carolina. I'm taking New Orleans. That defense smothered, completely smothered, destroyed any hope that Aaron Rodgers had to complete any passes last week, even to Devontae Adams. They were insane last week. And I know Lattimore's hurt. I, I've heard that. I don't know if he's going to be ready for the game. Uh, I, I want to say, yes, did he get, wait, you know, he didn't get hurt, yeah, oh, he's week to week, oh, he, he underwent thumb surgery, shoot, okay, so Lattimore is going to miss some time, he played really well last week, which, I, I mean, he was playing really well towards the end of last year, not so much in the beginning of last year, I didn't think, but he was playing really well last year, uh, and, and that's definitely a big, Big yikes for for this team, uh, for the secondary. But I still even think with him out, I really liked what I saw from Paulson Adebo, which I'm surprised about even. Um, and they're going to, I guess, roll out Bradley Rolby if he plays. We'll see. Um, so this the secondary definitely took a hit, but I still like the safeties. Jenkins and Williams are still very good. They still got two really good linebackers in Jamara Davis and Quan Alexander and Zach Bond. I like Jordan. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to dislike Cam Jordan. Uh, I'm pretty sure, isn't it? They still got a good defense. They were very good last week. Uh, Carolina, 
Yeah, Darnold kind of looked like the same old Darnold, just with an upgraded offensive unit, which is good. I mean, I'm happy to see that, for sure. It's definitely going to help him, but against an actually good defense, not the Jets, uh, this is definitely like a, a few tiers, maybe four or five tiers higher as a defense, it's going to be kind of yikes for for them. Uh, so I really ex I expect uh, I expect New Orleans to win. But this could be a trap game. Maybe maybe Carolina finds a way. I love their coach. I think they have a really good defensive line. Although New Orleans has a really sick offensive line. I think they have a good defensive line. I like Chin. I like I was gonna say Bradbury, but he hasn't been on the team in like two years. I definitely like their corners. Who who am I who am I thinking of? That's not um that's, that's who's who's in this line that I like. Oh yeah, I mean I like J.C. Horn. Yeah, I like J.C. Horn a lot. I think he's probably the best. He could be the best. I think he's the best cornerback in this class. I'm just gonna say it. Dr. Jackson's okay. I don't hate him. Uh, and they got Shaq Thompson, who I think is you know okay as well. Um, but it's really a defensive line that I like you know the most. I, I, that's it's pretty clear. I think you know I, I like Chen. I like Horn. I like Jackson enough. But yeah, not enough for this to be a complete defense that's gonna be able to shut down New Orleans because of the offensive line and you know Jameis. I don't think we'll be asked to do much like he wasn't asked to do much last week. He needs to be conservative like he was last week. You know, not straight from the game plan. Throw the ball away when you need to. Run the ball when you need to. Don't force it in tight windows, especially when you're winning. If he's able to do what he did last week, which is, you know, fine game management. Pretty good play. It's what, you know, their New Orleans quarterbacks have been doing for, you know, five years or three years since Drew Brees hasn't been as good as he's been in the past. Um, and Taysom Hill did the same thing and won a lot of games last year for them. You know, as long as the defense and the rest of the team plays up and these injuries don't get too bad for New Orleans, they're going to be a good team again. If Jameis is able to stick to the game plan and not go full Jameis mode where he's, you know, crazy, insane, throwing the ball everywhere and it looks bad. He had some good throws last week. He had some bad throws. It was only 20 attempts. I'm not ready to buy completely into Jameis, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think they'll be winning and I think he hopefully won't make, you know, the bad decisions that he's been prone to in the past. This game could definitely go another way. I think there's like a 20% chance that Carolina gets up early. Jameis, you know, fucks up a bunch. Maybe without Lattimore, the defense isn't as good. And we see Robbie Anderson get behind defenses a lot. And we see Sam Darnold play like first first quarter Sam Darnold does sometimes. <laughs> Maybe he plays like that for the whole year. Maybe Matt Rule's able to figure him out a little bit. Maybe Christian McCaffrey's able to, you know, to put the team on his back. I think the Saints linebackers are and and their, their run uh, or their defensive line will be good enough to stop that. But maybe it won't be. Uh, it's it's definitely possible. I think there's like a twenty percent chance the division game maybe up to twenty five percent. But I like I like the Saints here. I think three and a half is pretty good. It's probably one of the lower lines you can get it with a very good team at minus one fourteen. I think there's a lot of way this goes right. Where just New Orleans is a better team outside of the quarterback position. Well, actually, I don't even know outside of the quarterback position with the Panthers, honestly. But Jameis can be really bad, so it's definitely possible. Sam Darnold has had better days than Jameis Winston has. That's for sure. Or he's had better days when he's had worse days. You know what I'm saying. All right, we're moving on. That's enough talking about that. Oh, for, I guess, well, eh, actually, I can't move on because I do want to talk about um, who I'm starting for, for New Orleans because I'm starting Troutman. I don't care about the guy who caught two touchdowns, Juwan Jennings. I'm starting Harris and Callaway. If, you know, it's, it's it, you know, it's my flex position a little bit later. If you don't have anyone else going that you're not comfortable with. There are a lot more guys that I like than them, but I think Carolina secondary can be beat. And Dante Harris had a, a really good play last week. Jameis has a good arm. We could see that again. He's definitely a flyer, but, you know, I like those guys. Give me the touchdowns, man. I'll take them. Uh, yeah, I'm starting Troutman. I, he got six targets. He had the most targets last week out of any tight end. I think Jameis will like his tight ends. He was running the ball a decent amount, and, you know, short routes, you know, usually tight ends around the line of scrimmage. I think Troutman is still a pretty good player. He did have a drop. It was pretty disappointing to see, but I'm still a fan. All right, moving on. We've got the, the Broncos versus the Jags. <laughs> this, is a, this game is minus six. 
and the the whatever the the, the money thing it's it's minus one ten both ways minus one ten for the Jaguars plus six or minus one ten for the Broncos minus six. I might have to just jam like a shit ton of money on the on the Broncos minus six. They're gonna blow out the Jaguars. If Trevor Lawrence throws three interceptions, which, you know, maybe weren't his fault. He did throw, like, 50-something passes, so some of that stuff in his first game is bound to happen. If he plays like he did against Houston, which is probably one of the worst teams in, in the NFL still, uh, and he does that shit against the Broncos, he's going to throw, like, four picks or five picks and have, like, zero or one touchdowns. Uh, the Broncos are an insanely good defense. They played well against a really bad offense, but you could still see it how good that defense is, man. They are lights out, secondaries deep, even if they lose a cornerback, which they already have. The, the, the safeties are really good. Even the linebackers, Joel played really well last week. That was kind of impressive to see. I still think he can be a pretty okay guy. The defensive line's really good. You know, people forget about Von Miller. He had, like, what, two sacks? Maybe one and a half sacks last week? He might eat the Jaguars, you know, admittedly offensive, or admittedly average to below average offensive line. It's, it's pretty tough out there <laughs> for the Jaguars. And I'm a Jaguars fan, man. I get it. Um, I'm not starting Marvin Jones. I'm considering sitting DJ Chark. I'll probably start Lavishka because I expect him to be a little bit more involved this week. And I kind of expect them to, excuse me. Yeah, I expect, uh, I expect them to be more involved and I expect, you know, the pass rush to get there a lot more than it did for Houston last week. And Trevor's a good player. He seems to like the tight ends. You know, I, I still like him as my favorite quarterback in the draft class for sure. Um, he did have a pretty bad game though against Houston. I will say that. It's just, it's going to be bad for the Jaguars. Uh, I follow both uh, running backs, if you want, uh, on Denver. I'm pretty interested in that. I'm also 1,000% jamming James Robinson. I don't care. Even when the Jaguars were losing last year. And, you know, if maybe the defense can sort a few things out and they're able to stop Teddy Bridgewater, because, you know, Teddy Bridgewater can be kind of bad sometimes. If they're able to do that, you know, there's no Jerry Judy to cover, which is pretty helpful. It's entirely possible that they're able to keep this game close enough and they want to run the ball if they're still in it or if they're not in it. They still might want to use James Robinson. I expect less usage from Carlos Hyde, but Urban Meyer is kind of fucking up in the air. I still love Robinson. He had like six targets last week. He's the best pass catcher they have there. Even with ETN there, he was still the best pass catcher they had. I, I, I want to say that, but I'm, I'm not even, as I say that, I'm not even sure that that's correct. I think ETN might have been a better pass catcher, but whatever. It's fine. I, I'm still firing up Robinson. Firing up both. I'm firing up both the running backs, I guess, that you can talk about. Hyde isn't the one that we're talking about, because I'm not really sure what the deal is with that. But I'm firing up Robinson. I'm firing up Williams. I'm firing up Gordon. And Gordon only really, he... Gordon Williams played pretty much the same pretty much the whole week against a good Giants run defense, which the Jaguars do not have a good run defense, I don't think. I expect them to be better because they got Hamilton in the middle. They're supposed to be running a 3-4 disguise. Um, didn't look that good against Houston. It should look even worse against Denver. It should look worse against anyone because Houston is a terrible team. Uh, but, you know, I'm digressing. I'm shitting on my own team. It feels kind of cathartic and feels bad, but it is what it is. The Jaguars shouldn't win this game unless Trevor, you know, is able to do some heroics, which is possible, but I still think very unlikely if... if um, Excuse me. If Joe Burrow wasn't able to will that team to to wins against good teams last year, I don't think Lawrence is going to be able to will, will the Jaguars to beat the Broncos. But I mean, I don't hate the Jaguars receiving group. You know, I like Chark a lot. I like Levishka, but they're probably sits for me. They're probably teetering on, you know, whether you want to start them or not. So they're probably sits for me. Um, go Denver. They're going to win. It should be easy. Not No, go Denver is a way to say it. They're going to be the Jaguars. This is a really low end. It's very odd, honestly. I, I don't know what people see that I'm not seeing, especially because I... In, you know, intimately know the Jaguars, and I love the Broncos, too, I, you know, I don't have them as a playoff team, but I have them with a winning record, you know, it, it's a tough division. All right, moving on, we've got the Vikings and the Cardinals, and you know what, it's the Vikings plus three and a half, 
I'm taking the Vikings straight up, and I'm taking the Vikings plus three and a half. Now, I will say, and I'll say it again at the end of the podcast, I should have said at the beginning of the podcast, this could all change come, you know, uh, what, what I'm saying here, it's a Wednesday night, it, it could all change by the time it's game time, I might make some quick decisions, you should check that out on my Twitter, you know, just in case, you know, I make a decision that I say on the podcast, but I don't exactly think I'm going to bet going into there. I make changes. You check out my Twitter at Bacon Games, uh, Jesse. You check me out on Twitter. It's where I post all my stuff. You'll be able to see all what I'm picking. Um, but this is what I'm going for right now, and I'm explaining my process. So it's important to hear that, you know, or it's important for me to get that out there. Whew, okay. I, probably, I won't change my mind against any of this. It starts either unless there's some big injuries. I mean, I probably won't change my mind on any of this stuff unless there are big injuries. But, you know, I just want to give that disclaimer. It is possible I don't do exactly what I'm saying right now by the time it comes Sunday. You know what I mean? All right, moving on, we've got oh, yeah, set. Vikings and Cardinals. That's what we got next. I'm taking the Vikings straight up. I think this is an upset. I still think the Vikings are a playoff team. The Cardinals played really well against a Tennessee team that is going to win that division. But I just I feel the upset in this one. They should have beat the Bengals. They have an improved team. The Cardinals have an improved team too, and it is really, really hard to start stop Kyler Murray. But it seems like it might be equally as hard to stop Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. You might want to think about that. I love Buda Baker, but the rest of that secondary... Byron Murphy played really well last week. I think he can play good again. But Buda Baker and Byron Murphy against both those two guys, I think I'm Team Jefferson and, and Thielen there. And, you know, uh, Kirk isn't a bad quarterback. He certainly, he certainly no Kyler Murray, but he's not a bad quarterback. If the Carolina offensive... Or, I'm sorry. If the Cardinals offensive line doesn't really get to play as well as it did last week, Minnesota has a good pass rush. I, I think Tennessee had a good pass rush, too, so maybe they will play good against them. It remains to be seen. I'm, I'm taking the upset here. Um, I'm not starting Kirk. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not starting Christian Kirk. Or really Kirk Cousins, unless it's a super flex. Because, I don't know, Arizona's defense confuses me. Simmons got that pick last week, but you he he's not that good. He still is pretty bad, I think. Uh, I, I really don't like Justin Simmons that much. He, he got a lucky tits in the air interception. These stats are going to look way better than he actually plays. It's really dumb. But anyway, I, I don't think they have really... J.J. Watt played pretty good, but he's a really good player, so I expect him to you know, be up there. I don't think the Cardinals have that great of a defense. I think the offense is okay. Uh, I think the offensive line is okay. I, I obviously love the, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and I love um, Kyler Murray. They're both top three at their position, no question in my mind. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Vikings for sure. Hoping the linebacking group and the safeties are able to contain Kyler and contain you know the, the receivers downfield. Rondell Moore is definitely going to be a problem. Uh, I think with all the time that he buys, or, or all the time that you should be the quarterback Kyler Murray buys for him. He's able to get open a lot easier because I still think he's pretty raw, but he's really fast. He, he can run some pretty good routes sometimes, um, but he should be able to get open with that. Christian Kirk, you know, got lucky with those two touchdowns. It's whatever. I'm not super interested in starting him. I like both Moore and DeAndre over him for sure. Adrian Green is total shit. He, he shouldn't be starting on this Cardinals team. They have like four better receivers than him. It's so dumb. I hate them. I hate AJ Green. He's at this point in his career, he's total garbage. Uh, he's basically they should play him at tight end and then not have him block because he can't block either. So <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know why they signed him. I think it's really dumb. Um, for the Vikings, you know, if you're desperate at tight end, Conklin isn't a bad start at all. I I think he might be what Osborne was or Os Osgood, the third receiver for Minnesota that had like 78 yards last week. KJ Osborne, I think. I think Conklin could have a similar stat line than him in this game. I think maybe they switch back and forth this year. I don't think Osborne is that good. I didn't really see him pop that much on film. I'm, I'm not really interested in grabbing him anywhere, to be honest. But, I mean, you could, maybe. I mean, I was expecting a third receiver to be good last year when they had BC, and BC's out with an, with, on the IR. They also have D.D. Westbrook, who I don't think is completely cooked. He played a little bit, but I think more in special teams. But, nevertheless, I think the Vikings have a good team, solid team. The Cardinals have a very good, solid team. I think the Cardinals are a better team. But I'm going with the Vikings in this one. I think they can beat them. 
I'm going to take the two wide receivers be, uh, on Minnesota, beating out the Cardinals, and I'm hoping the Minnesota defense holds against the Cardinals. Uh, the one thing I do need to actually look up real quick, um, it, that was weird, um, is, did Dan Zantler play the cornerback? Sorry. Okay, is Cameron, uh, Dantzler hurt? I, I, I legitimately don't know. Like, I'm, I'm very curious. Oh, why can't I search him? All right. Cameron. Yeah, okay. Is, is he? I don't know what. Was he? Uh, okay. Oh, no. Okay. The surprising fall of... This is on the uh, Viking... Or SI. Right, you need to stop making noise. Why are you making noise? I literally shut off my PlayStation, and it's making noise. Okay, that was weird. Sorry, apologize for that. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. He he was a healthy scratch, I guess. I'm not really sure. I know Gladney got, um, you know, he was like, had like a uh, not like a mental break. He got in trouble with the law. But I don't know why Dan, uh, Dan Sandler was a scratch. I think he's one of the better cornerbacks on this team. Anyway, I hopefully he plays or maybe he gets out of there so he can play somewhere else because he's a good player. I, I, I don't know. Very weird for me to see, honestly. I'm surprised that he's a healthy scratch, or was surprised last week he was a healthy scratch. But I guess, um, you know, it is what it is. What it is. Alright, let's move on to the next game I've got. Uh, let's see. We've got the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Um, it's 11.5 point spread I see right now. I'm taking the Falcons, uh, plus 11.5. I'll take the Tampa Bay straight up. I think this is an easy backdoor cover. Not an easy backdoor cover. I think the way that they get there, you know, maybe 45 or 35% chance that they get the backdoor cover, and I, I like the odds there. Uh, you know, this is a division game. It's a lot of points. I don't normally like picking it with the point spread. Uh, division games that are, like, over nine points, that seems really risky to me. Um, this is a two-score place. Tampa doesn't really care about how much they beat a team as long as they win. They like to run the ball, especially late. They've got a good defense to do it. And they has a pretty good offense. It'll be exciting to watch Pitts, see how much Hurst is involved, see how much Pitts is involved, because, you know, they, they did split a decent amount of time. I think Hurst got in more. Hurst, I'm sorry, I keep saying Hurst, but Hurst got in more time. Hayden Hurst, geez, that's a tongue twister, isn't it? <laughs> uh, he, he got more time in there um, than I think people were expecting. Not exactly what I was expecting, to be honest, because I don't know if people realize, but tight end is a really, really hard position to play, and Kyle Pitts is a really good player. He's a really good receiver, but he has a lot to learn, just like every rookie, rookie tight end does. So, you know, maybe he gets better in the season, goes on, but it's tough for me to consider even starting him at this point. Like, I'd rather start Higby. I'd rather start, um, not Everett. Uh, I'd rather start both New England guys. You probably don't have those guys if you drafted, um, if you did draft, what's his name? Um, Pitts. And I'd probably start Pitts over Troutman, but it's getting a lot closer down there. Maybe if Ertz is out there, you want to give him a shot. I don't hate that either over Pittman, because he's just got a lot to learn, or Pitts, he's got a lot to learn. I love the receiver, I think he's really good. It's going to be tough against a tough Tampa Bay defense, too, but I expect this team to be a second-half offense, because the Buccaneers expect to be up pretty good, but it's a division game, anything can happen. Matt Ryan's still a really good quarterback. I mean, he's beaten Tom Brady before, hasn't he? I mean, I remember that Super Bowl, but <laughs> he was dominating him there. Calvin Ridley's a really good receiver. I expect them to get close enough to get there. And I'm starting my Falcons and my Buccaneers, like pretty much all of them, because I expect to be kind of one half Buccaneers, then they run the ball with Rojo and Lenny, you know, later in the time, they throw the ball still probably. I know, I know for a fact that 
all three receivers are not going to be able to be as good as they were for the Tampa Bay last year. Actually, I guess Mike Evans wasn't very good last year, or last week. But I pretty much expect these three Tampa Bay receivers, and I'll definitely repeat this during the podcast, like, multiple, multiple times this year. Um... For, for the Buccaneers, it's going to be two of them do well or one of them does well, and then maybe one or two games or all three of them do well. I, I just don't think the offense can support three really good guys when they're going to be running the ball a decent amount because they're going to be up because they have a good defense, and Tom Brady will throw to Gronk or whoever the other tight end is, like O.J. Howard or even Cameron Brate. I think Cameron Brate honestly had a higher snap percentage than O.J. Howard, which is just soul-crushing to me. <laughs> um, I, I just don't think Tampa can support like three good players a game. Maybe four. Maybe they can. Maybe they can do a shoot with, like, you know, the Cowboys, but even when we saw that game, we only saw three, right? Um, Lenny still catches balls out of the backfield. They seem to like throwing him more. Every team, the two teams he's been on, rather, like throwing him more than they do their other running backs. Rojo doesn't seem to be very good at catching the ball. I don't think Lenny was either, but he's adapted to it. Um, yeah, uh, you should start all your guys you can, because I, I just don't know which one of the receivers or tight ends is going to be good that week. I, I just don't know, but I'm going to start them all hoping they are, because they definitely have that upside. All right, next one we got is the Cowboys versus the Chargers. Now, the Cowboys just lost as I was doing this podcast uh, to Marcus Lawrence, which is a huge hit. That totally sucks. Maybe they'll move Michael Parsons to end now. That would be really cool because he's definitely way better at that than he is linebacker. Uh, but anyway, the Cowboys are plus three and a half, and they're at the Chargers. Um, this looks to be a pretty even matchup from what Vegas is saying, and I kind of agree, but I think the Dallas offense is way better than the Chargers offense. Um... They got a good, better. Um, they got a similarly good offensive line with the suspension uh, on Dallas. The Chargers might have a better offensive line. I like uh, Dallas's quarterback better. I like the receivers better. But Keenan Allen is definitely close to Amari Cooper. Uh, Mike uh, Mike Williams played a really good game last week, but I'm not sure if that'll continue. Dallas is a really bad defense, a really bad secondary still, like terribly atrociously bad secondary. Um, the Chargers have a better a better secondary for sure. But I think the Cowboys are just a better team because the offense just elevates them way above most teams. I think they're able to score just so much more than the Chargers will be able to most of the time. Against the Cowboys is going to be tough. I definitely like the points here, plus three and a half, because I'll take anything over a field goal. That that seems really good. Um, but yeah, straight up, I'm still taking the Cowboys because I think their offense is better. But it's definitely going to be a shootout, and I can see the Chargers winning, especially if Herbert played the way he did against the football team. Man, that is a really good defense, and he played really good against them. Way better than, I think, any game I saw last year against as good of a defense, to, to be fair. He did have other good games, for sure. Um, yeah, the Cowboys are definitely not the the Washington football team, and I expect Herbert to be pretty good this week. Uh, he's, he's in my top 12 for, I think, the first time ever, um, and yeah, I like him this week. I'd start him. Uh, yeah, I'm obviously starting Dak. I mean, you start all the weapons you get. I'm even starting Cedric, uh, Cedric Wilson. He He's going to fill him for Gallup while he's out, and he looked pretty okay. Or at least they like to use him a decent amount while Gallup was out, because I thought Gallup looked good too. Me, oh, I'm sorry. The one, there is one bright spot in the secondary for the Cowboys. I do like Diggs. He played really, really good, and I expected him to take a leap because I thought he played pretty good towards the end of the show. Uh, or at the end of the year, towards the end down the stretch, whatever for Dallas. Uh, if he's able to do a decent enough job on wherever he is, Dallas has a good shot. But I mean, you know, the Chargers do have Derwin James, they do have Bosa, and the Cowboys are now missing their best edge rusher. And I still do like, um, I was going to say Jalen Samuels, but um, what's his name? Amar, Amari, uh, is it? Asante Samuel Jr., I'm sorry, I really like him. Uh, I just, he's probably going to cover CD, and we're probably going to, yeah, I think so. So, that'll be an interesting matchup to watch. Um, I think the Cowboys won this game. I, I'm starting all my 
Starting all my cowboys in this one, Zeke, no Pollard, no thanks. Zeke, uh, I don't think the Chargers have a very good run defense, rush defense, so I'm starting Zeke there for sure, and even if they had a good rush defense, I don't care, I'm starting Zeke no matter what. Uh, starting Dak, starting those guys, starting Wilson. I don't know, is, is Jarwin going to be good, or is the other guy going to be good? I can't tell you that for tight end, I'm not a tight end whisperer at all, I just it just really comes down to usage and kind of random luck where it falls in the end zone, so, you know, go ahead and fire up those guys if you want, I don't think the Chargers are that good. Uh, you know, defensively guarding the tight ends. I, I like Cook a lot. He's in my top 15. I definitely start him. He's the best tight end on that team, hands down, obviously. Um, and Mike Williams, hey man, if you want to give him a shot against a bad secondary, I, I kind of see Diggs guarding him more than Keenan Allen, but maybe not. Um, and, you know, him and Herbert should be like kind of a match made in heaven, honestly, if they're able to work it together. And they were against the football team, which is impressive. We'll see if that continues. I don't necessarily buy that because I was down on both those guys last year and coming into the year, so... We'll have to see. Uh, I'm just not super high on the Chargers. I, they have a really tough schedule coming out of the gate. I have them at like like two and five or like one and six coming out of the gate. It's really bad for them. But they then they have an easier schedule down the road, I think. But, you know, that can all change, obviously. Things change pretty quickly. All right, we've got three more games to cover, it looks like. Shee. Yeah, and we're about the hour mark. That's pretty good. All right, we got the Titans and the Seahawks. The Titans are four and a half point underdogs. They're plus 180, and uh, I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them with the points, and I'm going to take them plus 180. I know they got trounced by a Cardinals team that I think is worse than the Seahawks team, but that was a really bad game from Tennessee. I don't expect them to have the same game against the Seahawks, and I feel like I need to pick another upset, which is why I'm taking the Titans here. I think they're a really good team. I think people are really down on them. I think the Seahawks are also a really good team. They had an easy matchup against the Colts. It's a lot tougher against the Titans. I think the Seahawks are a better team because I think they have a good defense. Jamal Adams is a game changer. They've got a good offensive line. I think maybe they even found a good cornerback in Reader uh, last year. Maybe he's good this year. I, I don't know. I expect him to be pretty good. They've got an insane offense with the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Chris Carson's in there a lot more, as he should be. He's a bruiser. The Titans have a good defense, I think. I got, I loved Christian Fulton's play last week. He's Gonna be a household name soon. I'm feeling it, man. That guy has a shit ton of talent. He's good. We didn't see Farley too much. I think the injury's probably keeping him out a little bit. And um, I, I don't even think Jenkins played super well, but I expect him to play better. I think the... Actually, do I expect him to play better against if he's guarding DK or if he's guarding Lockett? I'm not sure. But I expect the, uh, the Titans defense... I expect the Titans team to make a rebound. Uh, the offensive line was really bad uh, against um, Arizona which is odd, because I think the Seahawks probably have an equal, if not better, defensive line, but I expect the Titans' offensive line to play a lot better than they did last week, and if they get Derrick Henry going, it's going to be a way different story, get back to the play action, um, hopefully, uh, you know, they, they're able to use uh, not a crappy tight end like Swaim, or, or they just don't throw the Swaim at all, because he dropped one in the end zone, that was really disappointing, from uh, from Tannehill that I'm sure Johnny would have caught, uh, it's just annoying, I find that annoying, whatever, uh, I... <clears throat> I think this is an upset for sure. I think the Seahawks are a better team, but I think the Titans get one here. Uh, and with that said, you know, you're not sitting Henry. You're not sitting uh, AJ Brown. I know people have thought about sitting Julio, but I'm not sitting Julio. There's no no way in hell I'm sitting Julio in week two after I drafted him in like the third or fourth round. And I don't think you should either. You start your studs. He may have looked not that good last week. I think as the second option, he should look a lot better versus the Seahawks. Uh, even though I think the Seahawks have a way improved defense than from last year. Um, the secondary against the second wide receiver, because A.J. Brown is clearly number one, I don't think they're as good. So I'm definitely firing on my Julios. Uh, fire up your Chris Carson's, no one else, <laughs> um, besides the two outside receivers. And I like D. Eskridge, or I thought it was Dwayne Eskridge, but I guess he's going by D now. I like D. Eskridge a lot. I, I did drop him in one or two leagues, so I wanted to pick up some other guys, but I still like Eskridge. 
I want to see him on the outside a little bit more. I want to see him involved more. They, they, I think they ran the ball twice to him, or they used him to run the ball twice. I really think, um, I think he'll be involved more, and that's something I'll be watching for. Also watching the Seattle defense to hopefully see if they're better than I think. Even the Titans defense, I think, is pretty good, too. It's going to be a really fun game to watch. It's probably the one on the 4 o'clock that I'm definitely tuning into, even though... Oh, no, it looks like Baltimore and Kansas City is the 8 o'clock game. That makes sense. Um, it's, it's definitely, I think, the most exciting game besides the Chargers and the Cowboys, which I'm also very excited for. But, yeah, I mean, uh, that's going to be a fun game. I'll take the Titans as an upset, but I wouldn't fault you for taking the Seagulls because I think they're a better team. All right, let's go to the Chiefs and the Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens, plus 3.5, and, and I still think I'm taking the Ravens uh, to win this game. I think the Chiefs aren't as good early in the season as, as, um, as they are later in the season. I think Mahomes takes a lot more risks. He just isn't as as good. I think he just plays really, really soft opponents early on, and that's why his numbers look so insane that do. And he just takes a lot of risks. He throws the ball. Tyreek Hill is open shit ton. Baltimore just lost in a heartbreaker against uh, the Raiders. I still think they're a very good team, even if they lose Peters. They only need really Humphreys uh, and hopefully good safety help from Elliott to cover Tyreek Hill. And I thought, uh, you know, Queen looked good. I thought even Harrison looked pretty good. They're able to contain Kelsey a little bit. I, I think we could see, you know, the Ravens slow down the Chiefs' offense enough for Lamar to do crazy shit, rush her like 200 yards, and then uh, dominate the Chiefs. You know, uh, Marquise Brown looked pretty good last week. Uh, Calais Campbell was very good in defensive line. They're a little bit hurt up there, but Ofede did get a sack, which is great. You know, he's my Rookie of the Year candidate. Uh, I hope he keeps collecting those sacks. The Chiefs' offensive line, uh, I know they played against a really good Browns' off defensive line, but... They're supposed to be like an elite unit, or I, I think they're supposed to be an elite unit. I, I expect them to be very good. They were not as good as I expected against Cleveland. Maybe, maybe Cleveland's defensive line is just, you know, leagues above what I think. And I already have a very high opinion of them, but Baltimore has a worse off, uh, defensive line or blitzing group than Cleveland. I'll, I'll admit to that. I think that's true, but it's still very good. And if Cleveland, uh, I'm sorry, if, since, if the Chiefs have a bad offensive line, uh, you know, against the Ravens, and Ravens are able to throw a lot more, and, you know, we see Brown get behind the defense, maybe they use Tylen Wallace finally, because Sammy Watkins is going to come down to earth after week one. I'll, I'll be really happy to see the Ravens win, I think that's definitely a possibility. Kansas City is a better team, I'll admit to that. The defense, you know, can swing wildly, I think, though. I think they can be average to bad to actually very good. I think this is going to be a bad game for them. I, I don't know how well they match up against the Speedster, and I don't know how anyone contains Lamar, so I kind of expect this to be a pretty bad game from the defense. Um, we're talking about Latavius and Williams now. I'll, st I'll start both of them if you want to. For sure, they're flex plays for me. I'm happy to start both of them, either of them, really. Uh, Latavius is the hard-nosed runner, and Williams is a scat back. Uh, they both look good in their designated roles. You know, Williams cannot take hits. He was getting slapped around a lot last week and not able to fall forward, getting stood up a lot. Latavius Murray was not. Hit, uh, Williams, I think, hit the hole a little bit better. He looked, you know, more agile, more fast. He, you know, we saw those touchdown runs. He had really good runs up the middle where he was just able to run away from defenders. That was nice, but man, he takes on contact head on or anywhere close to head on, and he is, you know, going backwards. <laughs> it's real bad. <laughs> um, I don't, if I had to pick one gun in my head, I'll take the younger guy in Williams. I think he gets involved more in the passing game. But Latavius Murray's no slouch. He'll be he'll be pretty good. If the Ravens want to do hard nose football. It probably won't be this game against the Chiefs because they'll probably be throwing the ball more. They don't do hard nose run the ball football. When you think there's going to be a game they're going to win, I expect like a 60% to 40% share, or maybe even 65% for Latavius in, in front of that for sure. He's just a hard nose runner. He's a better runner that way. Um, I can't trust Michael Hardman. Clyde Edwards Hiller is like a top 10 back for me no matter what, so not really worth discussing. Um, yeah, the Raven. Uh, I will say uh, the, the Ravens offensive line definitely looked worse than it was last year. I mean, they traded away their best guy to, to the Chiefs, really. Or maybe their second-best offensive lineman. 
and I don't think the other one, which I'm totally blanking on his name, is fully recovered from surgery. What's, what's God, you know, if, if I had a, if I had a co-host, man, maybe right in there, what's his name? Uh, Stanley, Ronley Stanley. Yeah, if Ronley Stanley was like 100% back, which I'm not sure that he what he is, he's probably their best lineman. He didn't look super great last year, last week. Villanueva looked okay. He's getting older, so, you know, maybe, maybe it'll be uh, better next week. I thought Zaylo looked fine. I think Bozeman's actually doing a really good job playing center. Honestly, he's really coming into his own. I, I think that's exciting. Um... Yeah, I, I, I know the Ravens don't have much of a passing attack without Bateman, e even, you know, we're not even sure what Bateman's going to be like, because we haven't seen him play yet, but hopefully they get Walls involved a little bit more, hopefully he's active. Um, I actually didn't even look if he got snaps, let's, let's take a look right now, we're, we're here, aren't we? Um, Tyler Wallace did not get a snap, maybe he's a healthy scratch, kind of sucks, I think he's a good player. Uh, I think he's a better receiver than DuVernay and James Proche, that's for sure, but I think Proche really got in, uh, I think he was there more as like a... Uh, Whatchamacallit, like, uh, what am I talking about? Um, a special teams player, and plus they like to use, you know, tight ends. I even saw a target for Josh Oliver in the end zone, you know? They love using these tight ends all the time, man. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, uh, with Nick Boyle on IR, we ex I expect to see Oliver a decent amount. Uh, and I guess they like using Eric Tomlinson, who played in, like, 17 snaps. They just love using tight ends, so, you know, once we get Sammy Watkins out of the picture, maybe we see Tyler Wallace in there, and then once Bateman comes back, it'll be kind of those three, maybe, and, and Devin DuVernay, who I think is a pretty good blocker. Um, yeah, well, I'm sorry, Miles Boykin is a good, Miles Boykin is a good blocker, DuVernay is an okay receiver who can block, not as good as Boykin though, I don't think, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think I got the Ravens here, and the final game, the final one we have here is the Detroit Lions and the Packers, this one's an 11 half point game too, it's a, um, excuse me, it is a uh, rivalry game, it's on a Monday night, but I'm taking the Packers straight up, and I'm taking the Packers minus 11 and a half. Uh, they got embarrassed last week. They're a way better team than they were last last week. The Lions definitely backdoor covered that spread super hard. Um, and I don't hate Goff, but he's going up against a... He's going up against a better defense than the Packers. I can definitely say that. Yep, better defense than the Packers. Um, I still like the Packers offensive line, even though they lost their center. I don't think Detroit, you know, is, is really that scary on defense at all. Nothing like New Orleans. Nothing close to like New Orleans. Okuda's out for this season. Uh... It's going to be bad news for the Lions, but I will say that, um, you know, Swift and Williams got a lot of targets last week. I could see them getting similar targets again, although I like Swift a lot more. He's way more talented than Williams, than uh, Jamal, Jamal Williams, is that the guy's name? I hope that's his name. I'm not going to check, but I hope that's his name. You know, Williams, uh, Jav not Jav no, Javante is the guy in Denver. Jamal Williams, I want to say, is the Lions guy. Okay, now I have to check. There's, <laughs> now I have to check. Like, I can't, <laughs> well, I'm saying that guy's name wrong. I'm going to be real mad at myself. Um, but let's, let me, let's see if I find it. it, it it's gotta be Jamal Williams, right? I can't be, I can't be that dumb. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. I can be that dumb, but I, yeah, it's Jamal Williams. Thank God. Oof. I, I was freaking out a little bit there. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I like Green Bay in this one. I'm starting all my Green Bay players, which is pretty much Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon in the flex. If you have bad matchups in the other way, uh, cause I expect them to run all over to train. AJ Dillon looked I think even better in limited snaps than Aaron Jones did, honestly. Kylan Hill got involved late, but that was just because he was with the backups. Jordan Love was in already. Didn't matter. Um, and that's when Rodgers got his first reception. There was only reception either. Uh, I wouldn't be firing up any of the other guys. Lazard looked like the best second receiver out there, but man, New Orleans was just smothering them so much. It's hard to tell if, you know, they were playing kind of bad or if New Orleans just had a really good defense. I'm erring on the side New Orleans has a good defense. And Detroit, again, is nothing like that defense. But... I think we see, like, an 18 targets to Adams because he's just so open all the time, and Rodgers is throwing to, you know, Tanyan and out of the backfield and just 
doing that kind of stuff, and maybe we don't see another second receiver or third receiver. Maybe MVS catches a deep ball, a ball deep. Although I did see him make a nice grab for a first down uh, on film yesterday when I walked rewatched the Green Bay game. It was pretty good, but yeah, I mean, this is Green Bay up. I'm, I'll start Goff though too. You know, if uh, I'll start Goff in a super flex, he's probably he's not sneaking into like my top fifteen. Uh, I think he's like around eighteen that I currently have him right now in my ranks. So I'm not I'm not gonna have him out there. Uh, and in my single quarterback leagues, but man, I'm excited to start in two quarterback leagues. That's definitely true. There's a lot to throw there. I like Quintus Cephas from what I saw in last year, last week. Um, and Rob Brown should have had a touchdown last week. Hawkinson looks great with, with Goff. I mean, we knew Goff liked the third of tight ends. I just thought that was more of a scheme thing than it was just he likes to throw to tight ends, but I, I can see him throwing to Hawkinson because he's a very good receiver and he also likes throwing to tight ends. Goff's a former number one overall pick. He's still not that, he, he's, I, I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he was ever that bad, to be honest. People really just like to, you know, jerk off McVay, which I also get. He's a great coach, but I don't think, I don't think, you know, he was fully responsible for Jared Goff. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'll, I, I'm still interested in Cephas. I roster Cephas and Amara for sure. This is a tough matchup. They have, you know, a pretty tough division. I will say that. I, I get it, but I expect these guys to be better as season goes on. Quintus Cephas with an actually good quarterback, which he's never had, I don't think his entire life, <laughs> his entire career. Uh, it, it'll be good to, It'll be good to see him. I mean, Stafford was hurt last year. or He, he was good when he was there, but um, if Goff's healthy the whole year and he plays like he did against San Fran, which is admittedly a pretty good defense, um, I'll be excited to start Seafest in the coming few weeks. All right, so I think that's it. That's all my stuff. Um, I do, you know, you can check my Twitter for all this stuff. I do a morning show usually before uh, the week starts at like 1130 when the inactives and actives come out and I put in my bets for an early morning show right before the game starts. If you want to tune in on Twitch, I'll post it on my Twitter, you know, at Picking Games Jesse, you can check me out there. And yeah, I mean, check me out wherever you want. Uh, listen to the podcast, do whatever you want. I think I'm right about a lot of stuff. I was a uh, 12 and four straight up and then nine and seven last week against the spread. Uh, I doubled my money on some really good parlays. If you pay attention on Twitter, I nailed some of those. It was nice to see. Um, I threw a lot of money on the Seahawks, which I knew we were going to dominate. Check me out on Twitter. You should check me out there. Uh, check me out my live show. And um, yeah, I, uh, I hope you all uh, enjoyed that. And uh, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Bacon Games Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BGF Sports. And be sure to tune in next time.